Greetings! Welcome to the 12th of Mercury, a metaphysical podcast where sisters Eliza Rose and Lysandra talk about all things spiritual, taboo, and the supernatural. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Good evening. Welcome to the 12th of Mercury podcast. I am Eliza Rose, and with me is my sister, Lysandra. I exist. (laughs) (laughs) This week is episode five with taboos of witchcraft, drugs, and blood. Yay! (laughs) So this week we're talking about the frowned upon practices in witchcraft, which is the use of, for example, like blood or urine. Or um, semen or... Anything, uh, or you, the use of bones, or the use of graveyard, the, like graveyard dirt, and right. There's so many. So we just try to narrow it down, and we chose. Well, she chose for me <laughs> blood and drugs. So she's gonna do blood, and then we're gonna, you know, talk about some drugs. The the topic is that vast, so we might as well <laughs> <laughs> cut it down to two. <laughs> so, do you want to start? All right. Let me see here. My notes here. Okay. So, I mean, drugs already have a negative, you know, connotation already, right. you know. Um, but as time progressed, um, I did find through my research that more and more people are pursuing and consuming um, psychedelic, psychedelic, I don't know where the fuck, <laughs> psychedelic drugs. My brain is retarded sometimes. Um, to help, Shaka-con. you know. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, I had to take that out. Oh, gosh. Uh, Psychedelic (laughs) drugs to help further, you know, their spiritual progress. Mm -hmm. Um, However, studies do show that it really does matter um, how the person, you know, the person who's taking the psychedelic drugs, like how they think. Mm -hmm. So, for example, those who are already into spirituality show a higher percentage of having more spiritual experiences and having a greater understanding of things like... um, like the greatest understanding of life, um, losing fear of death, right. um, losing the meaning of uh, financial prosperity um, than those who aren't. Um, and I feel that it does also help, I've, as I've seen through research, that it also helps people with um, like depression and things like that. Um, like, for example, in one study by John Bolfed, um, he took psychedelic drugs in his home and he recorded his experience, and he claimed that his mental health over time had diminished, um, which Great. I have heard from even, like, not just scientifically like doing research, but, like, people who I know talking about, um, Brave like, faster. people who, like, suffer from depression right. or, Anxiety. you know, any type of, like, mental issue, um, they have claimed that... Um, like drugs, like the psychedelic and stuff like that, have helped them like mm. tremendously. Um, He's a brave bastard, that's for sure. Yeah, you know. Um, so I feel like he said that, like, but the problem is that the, it does depend because he realized also um, that when you have a bad trip, right, it oh, can yeah. be really rough. Um, he said that it feels like you're going through hell. You know, but it's actually worth the trip. He, you know, he stated in his studies that he feel that it is worth the trip because um, the effect that comes afterwards is just sort of um, 
Like it's very transformative. So going through the underworld just to be reborn again. Yeah. Then. But you know, in my, I mean, I'm not a doctor. Okay, I'm a medical whatever. But my, you know, unprofessional <laughs> opinion, I find that drugs in general, well, depending on the drug, can sometimes bring to the surface what we're holding inside. Yeah. And I really feel like that's why, especially like, um, I mean, shamans are known to do this. You mm-hmm. know, certain practitioners are known yes. to do this. And it's because of that reason. That's why you ever heard that expression, like, to purge. Because the drugs, like, they really just, they cut off momentarily that kind of defense mechanisms. Right. And so they force. They help you regurgitate. <laughs> yeah, they help bring up a lot of things that, in your waking, sober life, you're trying to, like, you know, to dodge and avoid. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like it's not really such a, it's a bad trip. It's just, I think in those moments, that's when people really realize how much shit <laughs> they're actually holding in their body. You know what I'm saying? The emotional baggage is a little too full to even close. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, it's pretty intense, you know. And I mean, I've seen... Um, videos of like people who do um like certain uh what is that thing called like a ceremony Mm -hmm. i think it's called like combo where they use like the poison of a frog yeah and like they inject you like slightly in your skin whatever and it's supposed to help purge out um certain like traumas from your body i mean i've seen like uh some i mean it looks pretty intense because um, like the body shaking and all that stuff, the crying and the just having like a total meltdown. That sounds just like shadow work in general. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but forced, you know, yeah, like this, like here you go, like it's like, and it's like it's a shadow work that you can't stop right. until you process the whole drug thing. You know what I'm saying? So right. It's like once you take whatever it is they give you, it's like you're forced into this intense shadow if work. If you people have, a, if and if anybody has ever heard of the game Silent Hill, I, I think there's an equivalent of a parallel to that. Right. You put you put yourself there. You're not getting out until you learn something or die trying. Right. I hopefully not die trying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but like, when practicing witchcraft, you know, um, funny enough, like a lot of the how can we call it well there's one that's called flying ointment where it's a mixture of different types of nightshade and funny enough at least to what i understood through the research that that is where they came up with the witches flying on a broom Mm -hmm. or like um shape-shifting um because of i really think it was just the trips that these witches were having um that it was so out there because like we're talking about different nightshades that i mean like you go like what the fuck were they thinking (laughs) yes because for example i mean it's not all the ingredients but like flying ointment which if you're gonna listen to this and then you're gonna try to make it yourself please be advised yeah and use extreme caution you need to and have, I'm not responsible for your death. So don't come after me. Yes, this is yes, I know what you're talking about. Which is the winch's ointment the ointment traditionally you need to have extensive knowledge of your botany, toxicology as well. Yes. So please unless you know what you're doing the poison path <laughs> is not for everyone, okay? Yes. Not even for a shaking hand. <laughs> and if I someone dies, I am not responsible, okay? So 
So, the flying ointment, it contains, but not limited to, henbane. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> Mandrake. Yeah, I figure. Belladonna. Uh, I knew it. And other herbs that pertain to nightshade family. I've looked, but I couldn't find, like, um... Hemlock? Yeah, that, and I think... I forgot Hey, I died from that poison in my past life. Yeah? Yeah. That's not a great thing. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that sounds messed up. But it's the truth. It's not... It's really not great. And you know, the reason why they connected, um... Like, uh... Like, these type of psychedelic drugs, um, to evil... It was mostly because of the reaction mm-hmm. um, that, you know, people would have. Um, also, because, you know, the church. And what's fucking new? What they couldn't understand, they demonize. And also because of how the herbs looked. Uh, Can you yes. believe that shit? Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen Devil's Claw Pod? It does look like a fucking Devil's Claw. At least well, we yeah. get the idea why look, they say that. But, you know, in, in my personal opinion, I feel like witches... You know, practitioners are like really the is at that time were the only ones capable of handling, yeah. You know, such poisonous um, herbs and truly understanding like their risk and uh, and purpose. I mean, you know? during those times, it was like I say, you might as well like wake up and you have like the whole ground the grass next to you while you're in the bed. Yeah, like uh, like they I my research they were saying like how there are some uh, psychomatic trips that were considered like. Like, pretty unple- unpleasant. And there were two categories. Oh so, there's one is where the person enters, like, a genuine delirium, okay? Um, which has been described as hellish or even demonic in intensity. Um, and the other is feeling, like, highly relaxed and could be compared to, like, being intoxicated but, like, lucid, like, awake, yeah. you know? And, you know, this is, like, how I said before, you know, how... Um, it came about how witches could fly, um, turn into. But I think it wasn't that they were heads. flying physically; they were flying, you know, mentally, you know. Um, but high in the sky, right? <laughs> and you know, in a lot of this, also what confirmed it was, well, at least for the church's perspective, um, why they also believed this is because during like torture, right? Um, witches, you know. Accused witches um, would say, yes, yes, this is what happened. And, you know, I flew it, you know, but it was more out of the desperation of wanting to end their torture. You know, so like they're willing to say, listen, like whatever, you know what I'm saying? I slept like, oh God, I can imagine. I slept with my rabbit because I think it's a devil, okay? (laughs) Oh God. You know, and so like that's that's the the reason why I feel... Um, these practices are condemned. It's not really be- between witches. Right. I find that even when other, other uh, cult, not cultures, other right. uh, like uh, beliefs, like, uh, you know, like uh, spiritual beliefs, like, uh, for example, like, I'm just going to wing it out here. Like, for example, like Wiccan, right? Let's just say yeah. Wiccan. And then we have Sansei, right? Sometimes I feel like one of the reasons why there is like, a, oh, you shouldn't do that. Mm. If you really dig deeper, there's always the religious rhetoric under it. Mm-hmm. And I find that it's sort of hard not to avoid. Like, you really would need to sit back and dissect your practice to really take out that religious rhetoric yeah. out of it. Mm-hmm. But if you really, really look at it, especially in Hispanic, like, I find practices, yeah. like, they condemn a lot of this stuff because underneath, under that is... Colonialism, 
colonialism. Yeah, you know Colon- that kind of like colonialist uh, bullshit mm-hmm. thinking. You know, and also because of the church. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe that a lot of this, like, oh, that should be that should you shouldn't do that. It's more because there is still of that kind of uh, sh- oppressiveness. Wait till you hear my article, because <laughs> it's actually similar. Oh, yeah? There's always got to be a, a religious underling yeah, undertone. I really it. do believe that you know that a lot of where you go, oh, you can't do that, you can't do this. Underneath, you dissect that and you go, really, but why? Mm-hmm. And you really ask, why can't I? Underneath that flap, <laughs> there's Jesus Christ. <laughs> you well, know, quote unquote, Jesus Christ. Well, not Jesus Christ, because I love Jesus. Okay, he was a master healer. He was mm-hmm. a badass guy, but you know these religious people—they take this shit like a whole wasn't new level. His, wasn't his complete mes- message was not to not to have a church? Not basically. Listen, like if I honestly had to compare him to God, I would prefer to follow Jesus, only because you know Jesus was like, I don't give a shit. You a hoe? <laughs> I love you. It's okay. I'm not here to judge. Like who am I to judge you? Mm-hmm. You understand? Like there was no judgment. There was no. He was a master healer. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, who cared for people? Um, but you know, like people suck. They take something, an yes. idea, and they always have to corrupt it. Always. You because know what they I'm always saying? have to put their ego and their their basis. So bias. I'm sorry. It. For me personally, I don't shit on Jesus because taking away all that religious bullshit and right. you really just. If you really just read about the things that he's done, like only him, the true things, the actual, you know, thing, not the not ones. the whitewashed and the the whitewashed looking Jesus, like the real G, like just him, his behavior, his pattern as a person. He was a badass person. Like he fucking like healed people. Like he really was trying to put out a message of compassion and love and acceptance. Right. You know, and his own fucking people were like, "No, bro, <laughs> we're gonna like no." You know, we'll get, sold him out really. Yeah, and then they want they don't want to take accountability for that. But anyway, that's another fucking episode. <laughs> Which I, I'm gonna do an episode on Jesus. No sweet. But in me person personally, it you know, dissecting like leaving out the church and you just really stick to him as a person, as mm-hmm. to what they describe him to be. His he was a fucking amazing individual. And I really feel like they took someone great and they fucked it up. They threw him into the mud. They just fucked it up with their religious bullshit and sin this and sin that. When Jesus was even about that. He wasn't even about that sin shit. You I know? know? He was like, listen, like, just love, eat Love thy neighbor. Wine. Yeah, drink wine <laughs> with me. Here's some fish, you know, whatever. You know, he was like, cool. So I just go like, people fucking suck, you know. But what I did really realize as I'm doing this research, mm-hmm. I really want to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same I, way I felt when I was reading about I, shrooms actually, I want to try shrooms because I have that's I, <laughs> one of my friends I'm not going to mention her name because you know I don't know she wants me to and I don't want to be she'd be like what the Out fuck respect, lady yeah. you know <laughs> um, but she does um, shrooms and I'm so fucking curious and I'd be like yo when I go see you I'm going to try it because I'm just so curious you know and she does it for like spiritual purposes um and so it just makes me wonder. And also with the research, I go like, damn, you know, like, uh, that's actually probably better than drinking alcohol and then becoming like a raging alcoholic. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, we do it the way the shamans do it. Right. We go deep into ourselves until we become one with the universe. <laughs> and actually, um, well, more like um, be one with um, the, the spirit world. Right. <laughs> really. <clears throat> so it's like, I go like, in the research, it seems like psychedelic psychedelics. 
are pretty helpful. And of course, I think everything in moderation. Like they say, you know, too much of anything is never a good thing. Well, you know, you want to yeah. have some type of boundary, at least for the self, you yeah. know, have some type of boundary. Same thing with shadow work. Because um, I do find that with shadow work, like people get a little kind of lost. Like they feel like they have to constantly be doing shadow work. Mm-hmm. And there's a moderation mm-hmm. to everything. There's yeah. always a moment of, should be a moment of rest. Right. You know, when to put the shadow work aside and say, you know what? Let me just be at peace for a little, yeah. <laughs> you know, because just, shadow work is rough. Yeah. And who the because, fuck wants to be in constant rough shit? But like, listen, because medicine can be poison too, and poison can be medicine. Exactly. So I do feel like there should be, like, moderation, you know. Um, but I did find that psychedelics really help um, people have more clarity, mm-hmm. um, have actually helped a lot of people evolve. But I, like I said, like, I really do feel like it depends on the person. Because, for example... If we're going to compare uh, a person who who's love and light, good vibes only, mm. and they're taking psychedelics, I'm pretty sure their evolvement and the way that they evolve and the way they see things, it will be completely different than a person who takes psychedelics and who does shadow work. Mm. Because when they're doing yes. the shadow work, they're, taking, they're doing it for that, to heal, to purge, while the love and light will take it more for like, I just want to be more hippie, like more floaty. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? More like relaxed and more like um, just jolly. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I keeping do, all their car and keeping all the 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 eggshells under the rug. Right. So I do agree with that with the study that they and I mean the study statistics does show, um, which I forgot to write the fucking percentage, but anyway, <laughs> um, it was a rough <laughs> week for me, <laughs> um, because I barely have any notes. It was really rough. This week was just weird. I was trying to blame it on Pluto, but I was like, nah, maybe it's something else. But um, <laughs> okay. it does show, like, through statistics that when they have given, depending, because they had divided it through people who were already into spirituality and people who weren't, and they did find that their responses, the way that they perceived things was different, mm-hmm. was completely different. And I totally, I do agree with that. I do, you know, because it's like when you take something, you're already taking it with a certain type of uh, mindset. Yeah, yes. <laughs> mindset. You know what I'm saying? So I do think, but they also did find that some percentage of people um, who weren't into spirituality after long term use have winded up going into spirituality. So I do feel like if you aren't already and you do try eventually something in that experience will happen that will make you want to be like, hey, you know, like, so I feel like either way, somehow you ever cut it, you ask wind up being a spiritual, going through a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and, and transforming, you know. But that's all I got. I'm so sorry. My week was really rough, but I tried. So and now, hey, it happens, okay? <laughs> you did the best you could. Hey, it was good enough anyway. So... I guess it's my turn. <laughs> All right. Mine's is blood as, as a taboo in witchcraft. However, before announcing this article, be advised if you are uncomfortable with the subject of blood that you can please refrain from continuing. And if you have a history of self-harm, refrain from practicing altogether. We are not responsible for anything that would occur. As this practice should only be used with thorough knowledge, consenting adults, and common sense. Please be warned. Now. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> it 
In a typical fashion, the sight of blood will always instinctively alarm us in many ways, like a flight, like a fight or flight kind of reaction. Whether it's the certitude of victory and safety over foes in battle, the certified sustenance of prey, or even the dread and fear for loved ones. In truth, blood has been venerable in religion and spirituality since ancient civilization, with evidence of old rites of offerings with both human and animal to mollify nature and divinity to harness desired boons. Our incessant preoccupation with the substance is apparent in current times too, via popular media with violence, bloodshed, and sexy bloodsuckers as proof. <laughs> yeah. Or in the in, or in as we say as um the cruelty podcast would say, vampire lifestyle, y'all. <laughs> Which by the way, yeah, should head over to cruelty on uh, Patreon or Spotify. They're a really true good true crime podcast. I really thoroughly enjoy them. That still made me fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God. <laughs> Vampire lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Vastly misunderstood, the fear of judgment and labeling of taboo is the effect of those who disregard blood magic as antiquated and unnecessary. Blood magic is, truth, truth be told, a practice that requires safety and responsibility by consenting adults, or at least mature mind. As a part of shadow magic and dark witchcraft, it is not to be taken lightly or to be performed without caution and awareness. Remember that time <clears throat> where it was like a vampiric time where true blood came out oh, and Christ. then I think it was like twilight. Like yeah. It was like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I'm telling you, but even in, even without vampires, we're but still interested in... That, I mean, it needs to mind. I'm not sure. Maybe. For sure. But like, I've noticed also when it comes to like movies, they're not really into, you notice like um, doing like blood stuff like bloodletting or blood you notice that right. like there's some stuff that they do steer away from if you notice you know right like if they do they go and they slap someone's neck you know it's something very like um i don't know you guess typical you know mm-hmm. of a psycho person yeah you know but you don't really see that a lot you know so i do find that even still like people uh, in some ways hollywood you know? likes to create a caricature of many things yeah. whether it's culture and, and fucking false too like they really misconstrue a lot of shit mm-hmm. drives me nuts yeah continuing yeah, sorry. <laughs> as a, it's okay it's okay i'm just saying as a naturally strong aspect of high energetic work many practic- practitioners emphasize bloodletting as one of the most effective methods for working magic as it contains dna and is naturally linked to the magician or magicians on a quantity of levels, working alongside the law of contagion, which is when an item contains a sample of one's genetic structure or even a spiritual link via imprint of an individual. Blood has both physical and spiritual structure as an ever-flowing substance of life, hence having a link to the soul it belongs to. Now imagine that. <laughs> okay. A single drop is potent to, enough to, ha- to hold um, ancient memory of every human existence, and drawing said small amount unlocks energetic keys obscured within. Our present DNA is but a recent connection of the same genetic construction of humans from archaic eras. Right. So imagine that little tiny thing. No, you're I like, know. hey, hey, great, great deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's still there. Oh, okay, I'll stop. All this energy lies dormant in the blood, waiting for access in parallel of the rising popularity of DNA-activated healing. Because of its ability to expand consciousness and heal on multiple levels. It's almost like Reiki. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of... I've, well, not heard. I've seen on my Facebook a lot of spiritual people talk about DNA activation and stuff like that. Right. And I'd be like, okay. 
Oh, talking about it. <laughs> well, regardless, many magicians and witches aren't interested in the bloodletting practice and will prefer other organic things, such as saliva, hair, even nail clippings. Nonetheless, blood is a more powerful essence in comparison, but not everybody will be fine with it in general. And that's okay. Everyone has interests in diff you know, yeah, different... Yeah, yeah, understand. That's okay. And I go like, that's shit okay, yes. Because that's the thing that irritates me. You don't have to agree. But you don't have to be an asshole about it. Right. You don't have to. You can say, oh, well, I don't do that because whatever the case is. You know, you don't believe in it or you don't like it, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to go and shit on other people and be like, oh, why you're doing it? Like, fuck you. You want to stay like that? Stay like that. But don't come and Leave that for the colonizers. Others. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I go like, it's okay, but like, let people live. Right. Okay, continue. <laughs> Can I get it? No, I'm trying to say, like, are you ready? <laughs> okay. In symbolism coinciding with realism, iron is present in blood and is the metal ruled by Mars. Therefore, the properties of the planet includes, but not limited to, motivation, strength, power, aggression, and even war. But synchronous to this connection and stout associations among the symbolism is the relation to menstrual blood, which has been a key component of magic and religion throughout history, though not all or even many witches will use their monthly extractions into their craft. With being incredibly pow powerful in opposing polarities of giving life and of death, it is synonymous to the dark moon and the crone aspect of goddesses. Concurrently as an elixir of life, yet deadly, a begetter of fear and terror, yet seen as a marvel der derivation of life. In other words, we uh, the, a lot of ladies have a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, of course, we're badass. Yeah. So, and, uh, you were saying? I was saying you write so good. Oh, you did. No, you really do. You oh, very you. impressive. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it takes a lot out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you write really, really good. It takes a lot. <laughs> it may be short, but it's a lot. <laughs> so, okay, continuing. Sadly, there are two strongly contradicting views regarding the use of menstrual blood. One is positive, associating with the divine feminine and an unimaginable source of lunar power due to the equal correspondences with the lunar phases of growth, fruition, death, and rebirth. Uh, yeah, rebirth. And a cause of celebration of womanhood for a girl's first bleeding. While the opposition, of course, we are too familiar with it, dismisses it as repulsive and unsound. Ironically, when the role of men menstruation is gandered back in times of mythology and the evolution of, of civilization, the capability to create and give life is revered and, and is one of the most sacred phenomena. In ciphering how menstruation is such a disputed subject, we must understand that early civilizations did not know the science of the body like we do today, only that it was directly linked to childbirth and the propagation of the species. Mentioned consistently in mythology in various cultures of the world, and even the Greeks and Romans believed menstruating women had the power to calm storms and rescue lost ships at sea. More e oh God, <laughs> more evidence with a lot is also um, Egyptian pharaohs and Celtic kings believed consuming or drinking menstrual blood would grant immortality. Oh gee, uh, yeah, that desperate. <laughs> of course, on the men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they enjoy. <laughs> No, I will not. <laughs> of course, on the other spectrum, which are more familiar in our time, is the idea of menstrua menstruation as one of fear and loathing, but still isn't unique in comparison to ancient eras. 
referring to it as unclean and cursed. Where we heard yeah, that no, part. there's a lot of, even to this day, a lot of females feel uncomfortable talking about uh, menstruation and stuff. Like, I'm telling uh, you, I'm telling you, it's because they didn't know. Therefore, death to the patriarch. <laughs> death to all. <laughs> Emphasizing it was one called Pliny the Elder, which really he's a plinth who was an influential Roman writer and philosopher that published encyclopedias called Natural History. Despite outdated for current studies, his outlandish notion stated claims of menstrual blood rendering seeds infertile, killing insects and flora, failure of crops, driving dogs mad, causing miscarriages in pregnant women, killing livestock with a single freaking gaze, and even death to a man if having intercourse with a menstruating woman. Oh, brother. There's a there's some sort of like um, there's a little bit like a a sort of like um. That's where like the toxic masculinity fucking begins, doesn't it? But there's a little bit of a sort of how you say uh flatteriness. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> right, to feel that we're so powerful that we can like lay to waste everything in our. I'm path, sorry, right? but plenty of the elders. Well, he's right. We can lead to waste everything in our path. Well, this plenty of the elder. He sounds like the kind of guy that I wouldn't want to put in a box just to float down the river. <laughs> uh-huh. But consider, considering, um, for anyone wishing to try blood magic, please listen and follow the, the, the subsequent instructions and please apply the, the practice safely and responsibly. The following instructions are combinations from two books from t- different authors in their respective chapters. I'm not sponsoring, though. These are just really good books. One of the, bo- one of the books is called Of Blood and Bones, Working with Shadow Magic and the Dark Moon by Kate Froehler and Gothcraft, The Magical Side of Dark Culture by Raven Digital, Digital, Digitalis. I can't even say his name. <laughs> you too got for me. <laughs> okay. I might, uh, when, as I'm writing this, I might be a repeater because I'm trying to get everything down. Yeah, fine. I didn't have much time. <laughs> Once getting past the socially accepted di- discomfort, um, this method can be used for extreme change. Emotions arise when blood is shed. Whatever profound energy stored in the blood is accessed. It's like opening a floodgate. And that's why a person must be ready to perform such work. If practiced prematurely, the results can be overly intense and even developmentally detrimental. If used improperly or out of anger, the energy can be awry and into a state of discombobulated chaos. In addition, it's recommended not to be practiced with a high with a high level of mental and or emotional imbalance, as the results will be uh, devastating and unsafe, especially more if the said person is accustomed to cutting themselves. Right, yeah, I can imagine. Like, this is something not to be played with. Right. Um, and I do find, like, people get into stuff. I mean, even though in a way that's how you fucking learn. Yeah, you know, but Unfortunately, is... you learn through trial and error, but, but there's some stuff that you, it's like a level you know, you got to do like level one and then, you know. Yeah, this is like a little too <laughs> You high. can't go from being a novice and jumping into a level 10 because you right. will be eaten alive. <laughs> it's like throwing a kindergarten into university. Not, not, only yeah, very, no. There's only going to be one out of what, a thousand? <laughs> okay, continuing. The energy of blood, of blood shedding from a person in a borderline suicidal state is much different than doing it in, so in a ritualistic setting. For those who don't approach these practices mindfully, this can lead to overuse and lack of preparation. Furthermore, be mindful of the amount of blood you use and how often you cut yourself in ritual. Analyze what purposes you have in mind when performing this intense form of shadow magic. 
The spells should not be frivolous, temporary, or superficial. And map out very carefully where you choose to cut yourself. Such as never, never near, never near fucking vein or artery. And decide if other people might possibly notice your cuts. For it's not recommended to be more than one cutting, one healing cut at any moment. Right. Also, well, three, <laughs> it is best not to perform blood magic on a constant basis. The less frequently the shedding, the more powerful the spell, due to the fact that a greater amount of personal en energy gets built up in the body and energy over time. Excuse me. <laughs> if shed more than necessary, the practitioner undoubted undoubtedly will suffer a depletion of personal energy. And of course, psychiatric help may be the next step if another person misunderstands that reason for the self-inflicted wounds. So, you are warned, remember. But also, <laughs> continuing, it's also recommended not to use razors or other ultra-sharp tools when extracting blood. It's very misconceived. Right, yeah, I know. People take it a little too far, you know. Especially if you're high, if high energies are being raised, like in meditation, the practitioner may not have full conscious awareness of the physical plane, including the body, and this could be very dangerous. The safest tools to use for, extract, for extracting blood are, surprisingly, medical lancets. Or if, if you're into the cut, like the, the scratching uh, method, pieces of porcelain or other earthen substances. Such, pe such pieces should be only used once for sterility's sake and may require a, a series of scratches to extract, but it's, it also allows the, the magician greater focus on the act of drawing blood and poses a smaller risk of overcutting. Medical lancets that, that are, you know, the ones used for diabetics, as long as it's used similar in the manner as intended for glucose level testing, it can provide the most ideal way of extraction. <laughs> Using scientific stuff, right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, like a needle prick, right? Because yeah. back then, I mean, they didn't have diabetic stuff, so I'm pretty sure they just took yeah. a pin, right, and just... Yeah. Which is something you do see in movies. If yeah. you notice, like yeah. they come and they prick their finger, you know, blah, blah, Why blah. you think I say Hollywood likes to make a caricature out of everything? Also, this should be a common sense kind of thing, but do not mix blood with someone else unless you know you can trust them. That includes that, that remember, you know, that, you remember that scene in the movie, cutting palms and press hands together oh, or yes. inserting the blood in a glass of wine and drinking it from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I always wonder what the fuck was that for? Don't do this with strangers or people you're uncertain with to have been tested for bloodborne diseases. This is something to, to discuss openly with close relationships and or circles of friends. And if not, shouldn't be worth taking the chance. When approaching... Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's better to use the single-use sterile and, prop and when used properly, um, the lancets. They're guaranteed to be disease-free, leaving no scars and only releasing a small controlled amount of blood to minimize any chance of accidents. And please remember to dispose said used lancets in a proper biohazard container. It's very, and just to, let's be honest, it's in the drugstore, so right, make yeah. it easier. And never share a used lancet for nothing. Remember to wash also the, the side of the pinprick thoroughly before and after. Some areas, such as the wrists, are unsafe to prick as they can bleed too much. Cutting or pricking yourself with non-sterile objects or larger tools, such as razors, knives, or pins, is not advised. Tetanus. Yes, a risk of, yes, risking a painful infection. <laughs> you knew that one. Also, it's difficult to control the death of a cut using a blade or knife. And you could hurt yourself very badly by accident. No, and that shit hurts. The healing process is fucking painful. Exactly. Like, it's, it's good you want to, like, do magic and shit, but you don't also want to be, like, yes. pained, like, that whole time. I know. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Also, but if you menstruate, you could use that small amount instead of a lancet. But treat the method as the same as, you know, treating with regular blood because that can also spread disease between people. Right. Remember, using a drop of blood in ritual is not the same as self-harming. Blood magic is a special once-in-a-while exercise for ceremonial reasons only and not for the risk of hurting, not for the sake, really, of hurting yourself on a regular basis. If you have a history of self-harm, please, please understand that using blood and magic may not be right for you. And don't forget, when treating your wounds, wash each one gently and apply antibacterial ointment. Bandaging appropriately, please, also to avoid infection. And not flying ointment. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you might not wake up. <laughs> Ensure that the blood that's shed stays in an area where others won't touch it with or without suspicion. I think that's it. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. You know, I always wondered, like, because mm-hmm. um, even people like, like, uh, who was it? There was like these two couples, celebrity couples right. that had done something like that, like a blood thing that mm-hmm. they shared blood or they did some blood pack. I don't know, some bullshit there. Yeah. And I always wonder like, why? I go, what does that do? Does that like bond them together? Like, what the fuck? I mean. I mean, they didn't work because they broke up. It's like, well, like, oh, for, so, so for their case, it's, I mean, let's be honest. Maybe it speeds, I feel like when people are not meant to be, like, it speeds up the process, right? right. It's almost like, a, oh, well, you signed the deal of your breakup with a blood signature kind of thing. You know, it's like when, um, mm-hmm. compatibility. Right. You know, like spiritual compatibility. I feel like when you do something like that. And what is it with celebrities <laughs> always got to make, like, make everything else And I think recently, what's her name? Hmm. Is it Megan Fox? Yeah, I think she did something similar with her guys as well. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was her as well. And I go, like, what's up with these people? And, like, I mean, They just like, want to make their, their weddings more extravagant than the other. Right? Because I go, like, you, you telling that person I love you ain't enough? <laughs> You're not sharing the same fucking space with them? It ain't enough? <laughs> you know? I know. <laughs> you know, say so you guys see their face every fucking day ain't enough? Then you got to go and be like, hey, let's just share blood. Like, why? I mean, I'll give my blood to save. If my life. husband is dying or he needs, and we're like compatible, yeah, you know, bl- saving, yeah, fine, you know. But as a profession of love, to be like, hey, you know, let's just like, why? Nah, let's fucking cook for you for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I think it's more just for show. If it's not for you know ritualistic, it's just for show. Right. I I, I just I always found that thing that weird. I mean, curious. I mean, but also weird. You know, and I should be like, why do people always have to make it? Um, because that's the thing about like psychedelic and blood, right? Um, like because I think also because of the movies, you know, or people just make this uh, assumption about they extravagant, like make it extravagant. Yeah. When in reality, being a witch, being a practitioner is so simple. It you is, know, it's something yeah. that you go like it is not all that like. Um, and let me look. Listen. I get the aesthetic. Yes. Because um, if you look at me, maybe I look like one of those basic, <laughs> basic witches. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, fuck you. you know? <laughs> I mean, but the re- like, for example, I have mm-hmm. a, a ton of tattoos, right? And they all have, um, they all have like certain symbolic uh, yeah. meaning, but and they mean something to me. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, I do love the, cri- I love crystals. I'm sorry, but I do, you know, and so I wear them. So maybe, yeah, on a visual aspect, I do look like one of those aesthetic I mean, I guess, you know, yeah. which is... I don't blame you on the aesthetic because I'm a goth in... Right, but like in <laughs> practice, 
Like, that the, I use doesn't... a candle and fucking water, and I just be like, do what I say. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a tin can and a, and a little bit of the, the, the yeah. spices that we got from the drawers. <laughs> yes, you know, use what you got. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because also, like, some of the stuff you get your hands on, there. if you don't live in the countryside or you live in a place where you have access to that, you know, as a witch, you got to just use what you got. You know, exactly. um, I mean, but that's... I do find that they make everything so extravagant, you know, with this, like, I mean, I've I seen mean, documentaries with, um, especially about the blood aspect, right? Um, where they have like these blood parties, you know, where people like, I'm like, that's gross. Cause blood tastes awful. Yeah, it does. Okay. Tastes fucking awful. Like why? But anyway, but that's just show, like kinky. The mentality. <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> you know, that they be sucking each other's blood and I just be like. I guess erotic wow. foreplay. I don't know. No, I don't know. Vampire like, lasta, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I go, why? Hmm. Why? You know, and the same thing with um, psychedelics, you know, like, um, oh, yeah. People take that stuff, like, they want to be out of this world, but, right. like, <laughs> like, like, it makes you wonder, are they just trying to do the show off or to prove like, something? Like, zapped out. And that's not... That's not healthy. It isn't. You're right. You know, um, they want to get to 5D so bad. But I go like, listen, it's okay to be in 3D. It'll make you less. It'll yeah. make you like you are supposed to be in 3D. Physically. Well, three, yeah. You know, yeah. and try to transcend mentally. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But like, let's not get carried away and zapped out and try to act like we're non-human. That irritates the fuck out of me that is a really big mistake for it i see that a lot on my facebook it is and big, like uh it is a big mistake when people like okay they like star seeds or or those spiritual people who like uh oh i'm i'm in 5d and i go listen <laughs> i get it relax relax we're in a podcast you know <laughs> I, I get it you know you want to transcend I fucking do too. So do I. But I'm not going to act like non-human. I'm not going to act and be talking in a fucking weird way. Like, <laughs> because you could be, you could claim yourself to be a, a, an alien from the ninth, you know, a Pleiadian or Starsea. But the moment you throw a, a, a poison frog dart, they're dead. <laughs> Because yeah, we're like, stuck in this fucking human body. You, I'm like, just fucking yeah. deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 3D. Get over it. You yes. know, just do the work. You know, and do your best to evolve and yes. transcend. Honor, honor the past of you know your soul's past, but don't make it seem like you don't make it seem like it's right here, right now. Your incarnation. It's just weird. They, it's it, just it, annoying. It disturbs me also because the way that they it's what bothers me the most, which I don't know why. It's just the the way they speak. Right, like condescending. That and they try to speak. Like, they all of a sudden became above human. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, that's an ego trip. That thing annoys the fuck out of me. That's but weird. I just go, like... They fucking destroyed the point of being... But one thing you would never see me do is go on someone else's shit and be like, why the fuck you talk like that? Because I may disagree with someone's whatever, right? but I won't go and attack them or be talking shit. Like, and then I, just I don't, scrolling. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time for that. I just be like, listen, I don't agree with this shit. Move on. Exactly. You know, I, I don't go on people's, like, you'll never catch me negatively going on someone, like, insulting them. I, That's a I like to time do anyway. compliments. Oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you're this. No, but you'll never time. catch me, like, talking shit on someone's, like, because I'm, I'm no. Well, either way, it's, like, trying to 
bring down somebody is a waste of time. And anyway. listen, I see a lot of shit on my Facebook. But I'd be like, oh my fucking Christ. Like, I, I'd be like, I wanna so bad, but I go, nah. You know? But back to the topic at hand, I've seen, I mean, at least the way I've, I've seen people like the spaced out, you know, like they do these uh, psychedelics. And I feel like they just, if you're gonna take something, take it with purpose. Right. Not just because of. Not just to make you feel better, more better than yourself as... Uh, I mean, it's okay. Once in a while, yeah, you do it for fun, relax. Because why not? Because you can't always be in constant work either, you no, know? of course. And, you know, but I feel like there's always has to be a purpose, a purpose mm-hmm. to relax. But I've even seen some in Tumblr that they're even using it as an excuse to display racism. Really? Yes. Why am I not fucking surprised? Well, how... What could they possibly... How? How? <laughs> Because what connection can they make with, with psychedelics and re- how? I mean, also like the Pleiadian Starseed. Also. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, Starseeds yeah. in oh, general. You mean like, yeah, I know, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that thing. I go, listen, like, you know, there are rarely any Earth seeds. I know. It's rarely. True. Majority of people on this planet are Starseeds. Um, and they all come in different colors and, you know, like, backgrounds and stuff. Like, And I hate that. Like, they go, you know, it's like, where are you blind? Like, why? Stop, stop it. I know. It's just the same way as colonizing of Jesus. It gets in everything. Jesus. It gets in everything. Down with colonism. <laughs> <laughs> Down with a lot of shit. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I guess we're going to end this episode with... You know, sort of short. We had a rough week. Well, more on my side, my side, you know, because I'm a Mars Capricorn and usually I come with six pages, but... Uh, I know it's this scary. week was <laughs> yeah it's disturbing that I have a little bit a t- one page more than you. <laughs> My Mars cap was focused and dedicated on other things. Um, don't be disappointed. But You're I hope either it. way that this was informative. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I mean, thank you of course for listening and having the patience of listening to us. Yes, definitely. <laughs> we would appreciate if you guys would share our podcast or even visit our Facebook page at Twelve of Mercury. On Facebook, and you can also subscribe to us on Patreon or just favorite us on Spotify. <laughs> All right, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you, and very we much will indeed. talk to you guys next week. Have a great night, and remember, do no harm, but take no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Good night. <laughs> Don't forget to join us in Spotify, subscribe to our Patreon, or visit our Facebook page, 12th of Mercury, for more episodes.